be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while your reputation is merely what others think you are. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? Make each day your masterpiece. Those are famous quotes by Coach John Wooden, UCLA championship men's basketball coach. Uh, Not only did he win many national championships, um, but he was also a Christian man, uh, coached a lot of great NBA players, future Hall of Famers. Um, Some of his devotionals have been a big influence on my life, and that's why our topic today is coaching a championship team in classical Christian education. And my guests are Lisette Cologne. She is our varsity volleyball coach. She just led our team to a district championship last night. And um, she's also uh, teaches Latin and physical education at our school and is an assistant athletic director. And also with us is Corinth Calvo. She was the assistant varsity volleyball coach. Um, She's our school nurse and an alumni of our school. Uh, Welcome to the program, you two. Thank Thank you. you. Now, full disclaimer, uh, Nurse Corinth is here as a championship assistant coach, but I was her coach when she was in middle school and in high school. She assisted me for many years uh, while she was at university. Uh, We even went to states together a couple times as coaches. So uh, she brings a unique perspective as both an athlete and a coach and now a staff member. So uh, uh, we'll be exploring some of the big topics of athletics. This is not a podcast on definitive athletics in a classical school. However, we are going to touch on some things since we just came through a really exciting season, right? Mm -hmm. It was very exciting. And last night our gym was packed. Mm -hmm. Um, Fans were just uh, invading the entire gym. We ran out of seats, and it, and you guys didn't make it easy, did you? No, no, sir. It, it was a uh, five games. Uh, so in volleyball, we played best three out of five, and so we went to five games. It was uh, um, our girls decided to um, make us have stress all night long. Uh, and, and congratulations to the other team; they did a great job as well. But mm-hmm. you know, Corinth, having been uh, now a coach and a staff member and a student here at our school, uh, what role did athletics in school play in your life? What were the benefits? Sure. So um, coming in sixth grade, I came from an even smaller school than Sheridan Hills Christian School. Um, and my parents really let us have the opportunity to dive in headstrong with everything the school had to offer. So one of those things was um, sports. And you were my first volleyball coach, but I had fifth and sixth basketball and played, you know, how many years after. But something that it helped me learn was how to work through trials, how to um, just give my all in everything that I do and give God the glory, Um, which is sometimes hard when you're a little kid, but it helps you later on in life. Yeah. Well, and you think, I think of, I'm sorry, little Corinth, um, <laughs> when she was her, and, and she has a twin sister who's who's an, uh, a teacher of the year up in Orlando, and I coached both of them, and and here they were these tiny little twins uh, trying to couldn't even hit the ball over the net; they were so small. Um, but and then eventually basketball and softball where they had a lot of success, and just the toughness you displayed. And then, yes, you're a school nurse now, but you were a nurse in the hospital system for a decade Mm -hmm. and through some of the darkest moments of COVID amongst other things. Mm -hmm. So athletics, how did that help you get ready for that experience? Sure. So with uh, working in the hospital, you have to be ready to roll with what comes through your, your door. Um, And those challenges that we had in softball and volleyball, um, like having to come from behind and really like dig down deep and lean in the Lord to give you the determination and the faith to finish 
that <laughs> helped grow me to be the nurse that I am today. And when you're in a, in a sport, if you lose in high school, the world doesn't really end. Okay, our athletes hear that and think, yes, it does. But the truth is, it's just a life rehearsal. Right. And you had to take those skills and bring it out to a hospital where, yes, lives were literally <laughs> in my hands. In your hands, right? <laughs> so it, it did prepare you emotionally, and it was a, it was a really really big deal. Now, uh, Coach Cologne, as you look towards this volleyball season, what were your goals? for your ladies on your team? My goals were for the girls to grow spiritually, physically, um, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. um, to get away from the individuality that I was, um, I can see. It was the opportunity to disciple them and challenge them also to grow spiritually through the, um, the sport of volleyball. I had a goal in mind from the very beginning was to model Christ and his servanthood mm -hmm. in leadership. And that was a challenge. Um, well, and, and I'm not hearing you say win a district championship. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> that, was, that was an icing on the cake, and that was great. But at no point, and we, and we talked before the season, that was never the goal. The goal was all the character things you're talking about right there. And, and I know we have listeners who aren't associated with our school, and so you can't see a picture of Coach Cologne, but she barely uh, reaches five foot tall. Um, <laughs> and yet here she, and by the way, ex-military, right? So, um, uh, you know, she she's a lot more daunting. Um, if you saw her in person, you, you definitely uh, understand that. Um, her husband does outrank her. Okay, he's a colonel. That is correct. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, 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 in a way, you had your own platoon this year. Yes, sir. I looked right. at it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, as, as uh, coaches at, at a classical school, we're different than other schools, right? So other schools, especially in our area, they recruit athletes. They bring in travel coaches or club coaches who then bring in their players from their club that may or may not align with the vision. Sometimes they do. Um, oftentimes they have scholarships or other, uh, other perks, and, and, and we don't do that. For better, for worse, uh, we don't do that. And so we emphasize Christ first, academics second, and athletics comes somewhere afterwards, kind of tied with fine arts, right? Fine arts and athletics are kind of fighting for that spot. So what challenges did you have, Lisette, as you were, as you were having this season? Did, how, did, that, did that make things more complicated? The challenge for me as a coach was getting these young ladies to see themselves as I saw them. And that was definitely the potential to develop a championship team. Um, I had to learn in the process, and they actually taught me uh, to be a coach that can be critical, but yet encouraging. Mm -hmm. I heard a very smart lady one time tell me, sandwich it in. Mm -hmm. And, and what does that mean, that sandwich it in? Along with... Uh, what you're critiquing, you have to give the positives. Mm -hmm. And in the very beginning um, of some games, I remember walking away and not giving the positives. And so that, um, that didn't sit well with me. So having the time to go back, you go back to the drawing board and say, what is it that I can do to help them along um, the journey, the process? And so there were moments where you can create the adversity to help them build those coping strategies that would help them in a game. Um, I also looked at imagery as something they can also uh, use to help them during a game that would 
just like last night, take <laughs> us to five sets and be able to see themselves through it. So those were some of the challenges that I had. The barriers were definitely always the physical preparation mm-hmm. and developing a mon- mental toughness. Yeah. Well, and just for our listeners, uh, our team was really young this year. Uh, one, two, We had two seniors, two juniors, but the bulk of the players on the court were sophomores. Uh, we graduated our best player last year, a really standout player. And so it was sort of a, a start from scratch. Matter of fact, you started the season 0-7, zero wins, seven <laughs> losses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, encouraging. <laughs> I was about to say, like, at, at the seventh <laughs> loss, at what point did you say, oh, wow, we can't do this? I didn't have we can't do this. Mm. I can see the potential that we had, which with the losses, uh, what others didn't know is that I was facing some tribulation in in a game and being able to share that with the team also showcased that in trials, tribulations, adversity, you still have a way to handle things and get through it. And so I think all of that prepared us for when we started winning. Mm -hmm. It's one thing that is kind of not unknown by parents in a broad sense, but when you coach or when your players out there playing, those those two hours are in a game or in a practice, all the rest of the world can go away. The other 22 hours of stress in your life, if you're dealing with cancer or uh, a loss of a loved one or a divorce at home or any of these other trials or tough and uh, academic situation in school, instead of sports adding to the stress, it can be a release. And it can be a time where you say, these two hours, I'm going to think about something completely different and just I'll come back to it later. But again, it becomes a really strong coping mechanism. Um, Corinth, what did you see in that at that 0-7 moment? Did you see a district championship in front of you? <laughs> um, I saw the potential. I was waiting for the girls to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Every game, we were so close, um, and it was just not clicking. And it was nice to see when they finally all came together to be a unit. Uh, And that's when we took off. Mm -hmm. Like, no one could stop us. And as a fan, your second win of the season, you finally broke that 0 for 7, but then you lost a few more, and then you end up playing a team that had beaten you earlier in the season, you're playing them at their gym. Mm-hmm. You lose the first two games because it's best out of five. You lose the first two, and then you roll off three of the sets in a row to win this very surprising game on the road. But it was it was really exciting to see the team turn around, and then eventually they had a seven-game win streak to finish mm-hmm. the season. Uh, and that was very exciting because they – it was about they they came together really as a team. There was mm-hmm. there, yes, there are obviously players with certain strengths and, and they develop skills in certain areas, but they really came together as a team. It was six players on the court playing, mm-hmm. uh, not having to rely just on one player. As a basketball coach, sometimes you can get spoiled and have one great <laughs> player, and that one great player does everything. Well, you know, in volleyball, you get exposed if mm-hmm. you if you know. Yes, a great player can pull you so far, but. Um, it was amazing how they how they came together as a team. I was super proud of them for that. And then you had to win two games in the district just to get to the finals. That's right. Mm-hmm. So uh, in it was a it was a it was a good uh, good good matchup and, and some competitive teams here that like us are academic oftentimes academic first schools. So um, they were in the same boat as us. Um, now after winning a district title, uh, I think we can. I don't think that you know. I hope that. 
team doesn't get angry at me for this, but I, none of us are kind of seeing state championships. None of us are even, I mean, they're laughing in front of me, uh, <laughs> listeners. Um, state championship isn't even in our radar uh, for this team. I mean, I think they've done a great job this year, and the lessons uh, were definitely learned. But um, since the district title and all these other things, what were the real victories that you saw this year? Uh, for me, uh, it was seeing each one of them conquer their own mountains. Mm. Um, leaders were fulfilling the role um, I entrusted to them. Um, we had others just showcase their ability to lead as well. Mm -hmm. um, fear was overcome with confidence. We had, um, they found the grit. Mm -hmm. I spoke about that a lot and they did find it. They found the grit and um, that opened the door to what we talked about, the mental toughness. So now those are the things that I, those were good victories. Along the personal conversations, um, spiritual level, mm -hmm. that the sport of volleyball, uh, being a coach gives you to disciple through them. Mm -hmm. um, as being the assistant for two years now, um, seeing the difference from last year's team where we really did have one dominant player um, and then everybody to this year where everyone was equally, you know, talented, but they had to come together to make it all work and to win last night. That was a very big, big victory. Yeah. No, that was, that was very, very exciting. Yeah. And, and the future could be bright. You know, we could rattle off a few more of these championships, but if we don't, that's not the goal. Mm -hmm. The goal is the grit, the determination, the mental toughness, uh, the focus and, and the spiritual, uh, growth. It's interesting, uh, Corinth. I bet if if I asked you uh, about our best games, I mean, I've coached you six years, I three sports a year. So I mean, think of how many teams that was. Okay, <laughs> is that eighteen teams? Around uh, about maybe fifteen to eighteen teams. And if I was, and I could probably tell you some serious wins and losses, but mostly if I talk to Corinth or her sister, they're going to say, "I remember this bus ride we had, right?" Yes, or the trip to go see your grandparents <laughs> when we had played another school up there, or the senior game that the Down South Miami school brought us in and we killed them. Like <laughs> it's those moments that you remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the dinner conversations. Oh right? yes. <laughs> Those were the best. Those were the best. We used to go eat after the games, and those were the memories. To this day, one of our teachers and um, PTF president, we always talk about the memories, the good times. Yeah, because they all played together. <laughs> yes, so, with you as yeah, our with coach. Me. <laughs> so listeners who are new to, to the program, uh, a lot of our staff here are former players and, and students of mine. Um, that are crazy enough to sign up to come work here um, <laughs> but with the rest of us crazy people like Coach Cologne. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, those are the memories, right? Those conversations. And that's when you can have that great Christian fellowship. And as much as these students are coming from Christian homes usually or they hear the gospel, they're still going through this mm -hmm. difficult time called teenagehood, right? And this is an opportunity for them to to have additional friendships, deep friendships forged through stress, and then have these coaches, these mentors. Um, one of the players, uh, my old third, our third baseman, Corinth, when you and I mm -hmm. coached, um, she's now a successful uh, realtor mom of two up in West Palm Beach. And she, I remember when she graduated, she said to me, you know, Coach B, you were like a father to me for the last four years. And I said, 
you have a great dad. <laughs> you have a great mom. You have the best parents. Uh, like, wow, I'd wish I, you know, you're, I'll, I'll move in with your parents. They're amazing people. And she said, uh, yeah, but I didn't listen to them for the last four years because uh, I, I'm a teenager and I wanted to do things my way. And I listened to you and I'm like, well, I'm really glad that your parents and I are like-minded and we work together and partner together. And uh, of course, God be praised. She's doing really, really well wherever she is. Uh, well, when she's up and uh, up a little north of us. So, how does we've talked about this already a little bit? But how does a championship team support a strong classical Christian education? Well, when I hear the word classical education, uh, it points me back to the trivium, and the trivium. And I'm, I believe you've heard this in prior uh, podcasts with the three stages: the the grammar stage, the dialectic, and the rhetoric. As a Latin teacher, uh, trivium um, <laughs> means the place where three uh, roads meet. And so with athletics, when you look at the grammar stage, that becomes the repetition of mastering the foundational skills to that sport. Um, for this year, going in, I was introducing a, a new philosophy, let's just say, with how to train your body. Uh, for these athletes, it was the muscle memory that they were going to gain through the dynamic stretching, through the activation phase. So that was grammar. That was just throwing a lot of information even while they were doing the exercise. This is why you're doing it. Um, and then going on to the dialectic stage, that's usually the one where the kids are asking the why questions. For the, in the athletic part, I would say it was more the athlete's personal awareness in the sense of spiritually, physically, um, emotionally, and mentally. Um, it's asking how can I get better and why does this process help me to become better? And then looking at the rhetoric, that becomes the execution. Um, they have ownership now. And um, that's when they gain those foundational, uh, the foundational knowledge by practicing. Then you have acquiring the understanding. So it's the how, and the athlete is ready to um, to go into competition of that sport. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, this has been a great season. The season isn't over, but whenever it does end, that's totally fine. Um, it's already been more than we expected. And, and the championships aren't really the goal, right? It's all about supporting the educational process and training these young leaders for the future. So thank you, Coach Cologne. Thank you, Nurse Corinth, for being part of the show. And congratulations on a great season. Mm, thank, you. thank you. When I was a young coach, I related to the sentiments of Hall of Fame NBA player Coach Pat Riley. He's a Miami hero, one of my athletic heroes. And he said once, there's winning and there's misery. Well, I was blessed to coach several championship teams, always telling myself it was about the ministry, not the victories on the field or court. Only later, when I coached at some schools with little to no athletic traditions or expectations, did I find that what I said I believed about character over wins was actually very different from my reality. I faced some hard lessons, uh, but after several years, God worked on me and corrected me quite often to see the true value of athletic competition, the discipline, teamwork, and ultimately giving the success to God. And despite the losses that followed, I felt that God had finally won the war for my heart, and we hope to pass that on to our students as well. 
No matter the records of any team I've coached since then, the discipline, teamwork, and attempts to honor God has been there regardless of the wins and losses. At least that's our goal. As long as we keep our priorities, and parents, I'm talking to many of you, the Lord can bless our children through championship athletics. Until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.